Hello and welcome to the Round 24 edition of the Halfbacks Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Here to run through our tips of the week each and every week is one of the sharpest minds in footy, former Cam Raiders and St. George Illawarra Dragons playmaker, Sam Williams. Sam, how are you this week, mate? I'm good. How are you, host, Tim Williams? Yeah, no, I'm good, mate. I'm good. And uh, mate, your lock's doing the job for us again. About the only thing yeah. we I mean, we give you a lot of raps, but it's only your lock doing the job of late. Yeah, I know. I've just been, if, if any of the pums are out there, just keep launching on the lock and we're going to keep making money. Boys ringed me last week about not having enough money on the lock and too much on the Hail Mary, but as a bloke who's only landed Hail Mary, I'm not too concerned about it. Husey, ex-TAB data analyst, absolute stat wizard, this bloke. James Hughes, how are you, mate? Good, mate. I, se- I seem to be just getting the lock up as well now. I'm, I'm on that train with Sam. That's all right, boys. You are unlike Sam. You turned a profit last week. Sam was Sam was down about two dollars, but who am I to speak? I didn't get a winner again. Shock. On today's show, we will recap last week's results, drop our lock of the week, value of the week, hail Mary punt, uh, and go through the tips for each game of the week with Sam. Quick round twenty-three recap. Uh, Sam's lock did nail it again. Dragons giving away a neg four and a half start at a dollar ninety-five. They pumped the Titans by Titans was it twenty points. The Hail Mary play of Sam's, not bad, not the best, but not bad. Nofaluma, Munster, Sevo all scored, and then Mully, Talo, and Kula let you down at 26-1. Leaves your ROI at a very healthy 238.5%. Usually your Parramatta 13-plus lock of the week at $2.70, also bolted home. Value, your value play was oh, seriously unlucky. This <laughs> negative 22.5 line. Teddy to score and Suwali'i to score. Mate, how they put 72 points on and Suwali'i didn't score is mesmerising. Oh, I couldn't believe it. And I was saying to Sam earlier, the bookies would have been cheering without Manu scoring or Suwali'i scoring uh, and Nate Butcher getting four. Yeah. Um, if those two others scored, the bookies would have uh, you know, been absolutely taken for all they're worth, I think. Mate, incredible. They uh, Manu was the one who cost me mine. I had... My lock was uh, the Cows to go 13-plus against the Warriors in Drinkwater anytime try scorer. Belted them. Drinky didn't get over the line. My value, pretty similar to yours, mate. Roosters 13-plus. Tedesco to score. I had Momorowski to score, who was ruled out late. So it became Tupu, who scored, and then Joey Manu. And just, as you said, Nap put on that edge four tries. Uh, the boys on the outside didn't get an opportunity. Uh, so no good there. The one I did pop in, I, I didn't have it as an official bet, but Nelson Asof Solomon did end up spending time on the edge again with Kafusi out. Anytime try score at about $7, so hopefully someone followed that one in. Uh, injury watch last week. The curse is broken. Week seven, there was no injuries to my players. I did have Momorowski ruled out due to injury before the game, but I reckon that's not on me if it happened before the game. Uh, sorry, Hughes, your ROI is at 222%. Uh, my ROI is very, very steady at 0%. Top Sport Special also landed again this week. Sammy Walker, 18-plus points at $4. He had 24 points in that belting of the Tigers, uh, all in goals. So did that one very, very easily. Guys, we are exclusively using Top Sport Markets. Big fans of their value, especially their same-game multi. Comfortably the best in the industry where the odds actually added up. Compared to other bookies, it's next level. <clears throat> if you're keen to follow us and choose to link up with them, use the special code SC Playbook. If you are, 18 plus only, gamble responsibly all the time. Fellas, let's get stuck into the plays this week. Enough dilly-dallying. Lock of the week. Sam, we'll start with you, mate. You're on a very hot run with this one. $50 to play with. What have you got for us this week? I've gone to the um, Rabbits and Cowboys game. 
Uh, I've gone with um, Alex Johnson just to score a try. He's at $1.50 into the Rabbitohs, winning at $1.50. Use your top-up token, $2.07. I, I think I was just so impressed once again with that Rabbitohs edge. I just love Cody Walker, the way he plays the game and goes to the line so deep. He plays so well out the back. But the thing that impressed me the most was their skill level and their catch pass. There was a couple of times where the opposition defense wants to try and land on the pass and they just find a way to get it out to that wing. Um, good early catch in the hands, out of the hands. I just love watching them play. And I, even last week, I felt like there was an opportunity. They nearly could have put another couple on again. And I just, I, I am denied about putting Johnson in as a multiple try scorer because I think he's going to see that space again. Uh, but I've gone with Johnson just to score the one try and I think the Rabbits knocked the Cowboys off again. So that's where I've gone with this week. Uh, you, you can boost it up to $2.07 and that little odds boost gets me over that dreaded $2 number because I'm sick of getting the lock of the week and losing $2 because they are, they are winning every week. But this week, this will get up and it doesn't matter what else happens, I'll be making money. Yeah, you get into dangerous territory when you're going above that $2 mark. Sam, what's your read on the Bunnies this season? Because they've been a funny one. They, they were really ordinary for the first half to almost even three quarters of the season. They did enough to sort of hang in around the, the sort of back end of the top eight. Um, obviously, Latrell's return has been enormous for them. But outside of that, they've had the majority of their squad outside of a few injuries for the season. Are they back to where they were at the back end of last year? Do you see them as, as premiership contenders against... We saw them lose to a very understrength Penrith outfit last year. Can they knock over a full-strength Penrith come finals time? Where are you at with them? My biggest problem with the Bunnies at times is just where they're receiving the football and when they can actually attack. They're, you know, just playing down in that opposition half, how they get there, how they control an opposition's middle to to nullify them kicking long and and then effectively the rabbits coming off their own line so that's probably one area I find that they've got to be able to um they've really got to be able to match physically that defensive effort in the middle to make sure they can receive the football in the right area I think it probably becomes a point where they've got to play a bit of football from their own half at times. Mm-hmm. And I think they still do it. I think they still do it well, but I think that's their real key to that. That's often different to a lot of teams is that they put really good shape on coming out of their own end at times as well. So I think they've got to stick with that and, and make sure that they're prepared to use the ball uh, because otherwise if they want to just try and get in a grind and a set for set against the really good teams, I don't know if they can beat them, but when this, left edge fires like it does most weeks, they can put points on anyone. So, look, I think that they are a real danger side that can turn it on. It's just about how much opportunity you give the, the Rabbitohs. Um, you think back to that Penrith game last year and, and how Penrith turned them around and just didn't give them any sort of opportunity to attack. They did such a fantastic job there. Um, but... If the Rabbits can get their fair share of, of possession at the right end of the field, I think they can beat anyone. Yeah. One thing that astounded me with last year's grand final was we speak quite often about the importance of yardage to a football team. And for them to go so close to winning the grand final with a back three of Blake Taft, Alex Johnson and Jackson Borlo was pretty incredible because they're three small characters. You now throw in Isaac Thompson, who's come from nowhere. He hadn't played footy before the preseason this year for five years. Hadn't played a game of footy. And then uh, he said he didn't sort of have his priorities right. He was good mates with Hame Sele. Hame Sele gave him a call. I think um, 
Thompson had been coached by Martin Demetrio in the younger grade. I said, mate, come in. Basically, we'll put you on a training trial out of nowhere because we know how good you are. He's come in now. So now they've got a back three with Luttrell, who's got the size about him, Thompson, who's got the size about him, along with AJ, who's the best finisher in the NRL. Um, yeah, I'd, you know, they, they could really go deep, the bunnies, in the form that they're showing. Husey, your lock of the week, mate. Who do you like this week? I'm um, actually very similar to Sam, to be honest. Uh, I really like Souths. Uh, I've got him about a 10-point favourite against North Queensland, so I'm actually just going to take square on the line. Souths minus 6.5 at $1.90. Uh, I think we did an out as well for North Queensland. Um, I think you know, he's been playing outstanding for the last few weeks. Uh, so he'll be a big loss, roughly worth about three points to my line. So I think him being out, Souths, uh, you know, kind of bounce back from last week. I can see them having a convincing win. Yeah, rate that, mate. And I'm, funnily enough, I'm, I'm going down a similar route as both of you boys. Uh, I do think the Bunnies win this one. Maybe not necessarily as confident about it, of it being a walkover, but we did an out, Scotty Drinkwater moves into the halves, which really surprised me this close out from finals that, that they've done that rather than go with Ben Hampton in the halves and keeping Drink at fullback. So yeah. Drinky is a terrific footballer, but he's arguably the worst defensive half in the competition. He's going to have Keon Kloa Matangi running at him, which is going to be an absolute nightmare. And I just think they're going to target that one all game. Like Drinky to the point that when he couldn't get a crack at fullback when he was first at the Cowboys – he couldn't get a start in the NRL because basically he couldn't defend. Um, so I think Kalama Tain running at Drinky at any time try score at three dollars fifty five. It's a you know it's a pretty exy lock of the week, but I think that's a wonderful bet and potentially even doubles there because he, he could run right over poor old little Scotty Drinkwater. Sam, your value bet of the week thirty dollars on. Yeah, my value this week. I've gone down to the Mel- uh, Melbourne and the Roosters game. Uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic game of football. I don't really, I, I don't really know how this game as a whole is going to play out. I think it's going to be a a really uh, a really big test for both sides and a real market to see where they sit. Roosters have beaten up on a couple of ordinary sides. Melbourne have found a little bit of form and started hit, you know, and they really put their uh, premiership credentials back to where they were at the um, you know, midway and early part of this season. Uh, I think that. Melbourne's left edge. I think David Nofaluma to, to score a try and Justin Olam to score a try. Uh, that's at five dollars thirty. I, I think that the uh, obviously we, you know it doesn't take a uh, uh, rocket scientist to be able to work out that Melbourne's left edge is so electric and how good they are. But I think the big one there is this week they're going to really target the young half there. Uh, you know there there are. They're the sort of edge that they'll just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. And I think Walker, he'll stand up to them and he has a real dig. He, th- he puts his body on the line and he has a crack. But I just feel as though Olam, they'll try and isolate him one-on-one with Olam. Maybe that play where they get, um, you know, the back row out the, out the back of Olam leading hard inside the center's shoulder. And the center just really has to check hard on him. And if he doesn't check hard, it'll give him a one-on-one with a, a smaller defender. If he does check hard, and uh, Munster plays out the back, well, then that simple tip on to the wingers where the try is scored, I believe. So for me, that's where the the, the Storm's going to target. I think that's the way it may play out. So for those two to score a try, that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, like that, mate. Uh, really, 
interesting game to target, being one of the, the very much the harder games to assess this weekend. And I don't mind Joey Marner, who's sort of renowned as one of the, the better defensive centers in the NRL. His reads this season have been a little bit off, and I don't want to tick any Roosters supporters off by saying that, but he's been shooting off a little bit and really getting his timing wrong, exposing the opposition winger on that edge. So if that keeps up, mate, you'll, you'll be having a field day. Hughesy, your value better the week. I'm going for the Bulldogs-Sharks game. I'm going to throw in a same-game multi there. Uh, I think the market's probably overreacted to a bunch of uh, floggings last week. I think the Doggies can cover their plus uh, this week. So I'm going Doggies plus 22.5 into Addo Car to score any time into the under 50.5 points. So that rolls out at $7.50 with a top-up token. So my reasonings behind that, obviously, based on my modelling, I've got Cronulla not as big a favourites, but I still have them a solid favourite at about 16-point favourite. Um, I've also had a look at the the right edge of the Sharkies. It's about 50% of tries are scored down that right edge against the Sharks, so I think Adokar can get there. Um, and then the other one, there's only been two games at Shark Park or Points Bet Stadium these days um, that have gone over 50 points. So only two games in the season going over 50 points. So I'm taking the unders in there. Generally, unders is correlated to a plus as well. So I think it's a pretty safe play. Uh, and that's that's where I'm going. Beauty, mate. You've spoken a lot about, obviously, lines this season, but the overs-unders is probably not as commonly. So good to, could have been a few of those ones in and find that. I said, very intriguing to see here, see if how the markets and the lines with, with Top Sport and, and the bookies have adjusted to some of those just enormous blowouts last year, just like what yeah. we've seen last season. So, um, as I said, you're seeing your your lines for the games this week, there was a few that were very, very different to what the bookies are throwing out. Yeah, I think the other one was a Penrith minus, what I can't, I think they're about minus 29 in the market. It's That's massive. That's kind of last year style lines. I don't want to make a play in that game because I'm unsure about the Warriors, but uh, yeah, the market's definitely kind of adjusting to last week's uh, big big results. I think your line for that was 22 or 22 and a half or something. So yeah, big swing. Yeah. Uh, my value play of the week, I will be targeting that exact game and, and there'll be a few punts coming up targeting quite similar. So my value better of the week is the Panthers 13+, plus, Taylor May to get a double and Isaac Tungo to score a try. That is at $5. Now, Jerome Luai back on that left edge for Penrith. It just They've got their entire left edge back on deck. The right edge got a few out. Well, sorry, they've got Nathan Cleary out, which is obviously significant. So I think Luai making an early return from injury they are just going to absolutely hum. The Warriors have got both of their regular back rolls out as well. Uh, I think the left edge are going to have a field day, and, and I'm hoping those boys can get in. So $5 on that one. Sam, your Hail Mary play of the week. Hail Mary this week. I've gone to the Tigers and the Dragons game. Um, I was really, really, I don't know if disappointed is the word or... Um, flabbergasted or whatever you want to use, but some of the defensive uh, decisions and, and the efforts from the Tigers last weekend, I just couldn't believe it. I, I really couldn't. Um, some of their better players missing tackles, but just some of the work from the inside and trying to give their edges a chance. And and yeah, obviously Madden, another young half who who's out there, you know, busting his ring hole and he just didn't have any help from the inside either. And there was players getting isolated and, 
I just thought that the Tigers' performance last weekend was really was really ordinary. Um, I know that's no surprise, but I just don't know how they turn around all those effort areas in such a short time frame. So I've gone with the Dragons' right edge to, to score some tries this week. Uh, I've gone with Amon to score a try, Zach Lomax to score a try, and Tao Tao Moga to score two tries. So that all up is $26. I think that the Dragons will go back to that edge and try and target target them. Um, I think you'll. I think they'll all see a lot of football. You know, you could include back rowers in there with try scorers. I don't know exactly how it all plays out because there was a couple of times where the back row has gone straight between the Tigers' center and half without being without a hand being laid on him. So I'm just thinking the Tigers maybe tighten up a little bit and try and cover that. I, I think Moga might get a little bit of space in that sense. Lomax often loves that little flick pass. Amon's a good ball runner, so. I've gone to that game. I've gone with them to try and score some points. They, you know, they put forty on last week and they scored a couple of tries with twelve men. The Dragons. So, for me, that there's some points in them. And I thought last week the Tigers' effort areas were ordinary. So, for my hail mary at twenty six bucks, that's where I've gone. Very nice. That, uh, yeah. That if they produce that same crap they dished out last week, the Tigers, and they're also missing more key players. There's there's some really serious anytime try score options at sort of over two dollars. Cody Ramsey, Jack Bird, Zach Lomax, all at well over two dollars. So <clears throat> plenty of options there. Uh, it'll just be about finding the right one. Talatau and Moan is at three dollars. He's on an absolute tear. Um, Nat Butcher last week four tries in eleven runs. That must be the most efficient running ever seen in rugby league. And if it's not, <laughs> if it's not throw a stat at us because if you can beat that, that's next level. Maybe Jai Field early, not Jai Field, Bevan French. When Bevan French scored seven, maybe that that topped him. Uh, my speaking, hat- speaking of, Tim, I, I, re- I just remembered last week I told you I'd eat my hat if, if Suwali didn't score. So yeah. I don't know if you've got a hat around. <laughs> Sam will have an old Canberra's hat lying around, a nice dirty one from training that you can uh, munch into, mate. Uh, he, he, after he hears my Hail Mary, he'll definitely want me to eat it too, I reckon. Mate, uh, Talk to me, Jimmy. <laughs> mate, I, I might actually recall now that you've brought that up that I said that Suali's a bit of a – that he's unders in that game because Joey Manu roams around he doesn't have a centre to help him out. You did, you did. You, you kind of gave me the warning and I uh, should have listened, mate. I feel like I've said the odd good thing on this podcast, but none of them have correlated to making any money, but <clears throat> that's all right. It'll happen one day. Uh, my Hail Mary play of the week on that left edge again at the Panthers. I've thrown three anytime try scorers in Jerome Luai, uh, Zach Lomax, anytime try scorer for all the same reasons that Sam just said, uh, but he made them sound far more intelligent than what I would have done. And then AJ Brimson, I think he's at close to $3 or a bit under anytime try scorer as well. That's tremendous value because I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Titans could put plenty of points on the Knights there up on the Gold Coast with a, hopefully a dry track. So that's $19. Uh, with, I believe, a top-up token. Um, so hopefully that one lands. Guys, if you've ever been wondering whether you can really afford to buy that new car or even thought you need some extra cash to help take your business to the next level, whatever the goal is, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice are here to help you know you know your numbers. Message them via Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word, or give them a call on 02-9521-1611. Don't forget to mention the special code SC Playbook for your free numbers consult. Uh, Husey. You wanted to chime in, mate. Something Knights Titans related, I reckon. No, no, mate. You completely forgot my hail mary. Oh, you don't want my punts anymore, mate. You're about six weeks in a row without landing a hail mary. I thought we'd just move on. No. <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fire away. Fire away. 
Mate, I don't. I think you're going to be just as shocked again. Actually, to be honest, um, I'm actually going for three outsiders in the head-to-head markets. Um, I think a lot of people will probably think I'm crazy for putting Manly to win against the Raiders Ooh. into a multi. Uh, I think they've had a bunch of shocking games. Obviously, I see there's potential for a, a bit of a bounce back. Hopefully, Des has, has an opportunity there. I do have the line not as big as the market, and it is a bit of a specky, but I'm going to throw it in there. Um, I'm going to put that into the Roosters as the outsider uh, against Melbourne. Uh, definitely lean towards the Roosters as well. And then my final one will be Newcastle as the final outsider against the Titans. I think they played quite well against Canberra last week and, and almost uh, upset them. So I think with playing up against a, a not-as-good Titans side compared to the Raiders. Um, I think Newcastle can do the job there. So that rolls out at $29.70. Beautiful, mate. There's, as I said, there's some some very interesting matchups this week. Surely the Titans put a score on, but two weeks ago we were saying the Titans could be one of the worst teams we've ever seen. So, no, interesting to see how that plays out. Sam, Hughes just backed Manly against your Raiders, who playing for their season in a top-eight spot, dished out a pretty ordinary performance up in the Hunter last weekend. Uh, what's your take on that one? I can see where Jimmy's coming from, to be honest. I, I, I say that on the basis, Manly can be a bit of a bogey team at time for the Raiders. There's been a few times over the last few years that, that they've come down and knocked us off and and found a way to win. And obviously, Daly Cherry, Evans and Foreigners, they're still their key players and they're still the ones who, who are still out there. And they, as Tuesday said, I think they've been very, very much below par the last few weeks. There's been now a little bit of talk about Desi and that little bit of um, criticism coming towards them. So, look, I don't think it's the silliest play ever. Maybe the $4.50 is, is overs. The Raiders haven't exactly been humming or, or playing brilliant football, but it really comes down to, look, Raiders can still make the eight. Mm. The season's on the line. They're playing at home against a side who can't make the eight. It's just... They've got to be up for it and they've got to be able to play aggressively and be able to take Manly's forward pack out of it, therefore taking Foran and uh, and Cherry Evans out of it as well. So, look, it comes down to some of them, you know, some of them bogey teams and the skill that Manly's got opposed to a team with the season on the line. Beautiful. Uh, Sam, let's get stuck into your tips for NRL round 24. And we'll start with what's also a very fascinating clash. And you talk about teams playing for their season it's the Brisbane Broncos up against the Paramount Eels coming off a 60-point drubbing last week at Suncorp Stadium on Thursday night. Market has Parramatta as favourites, but only three and a half start. Who do you like in this game? It's a very tough one. And I mentioned earlier about, and as you, you just said, that the team's playing for their season. I think Parramatta, I think, have got a lot more skill than, and a lot more... Um, efficiency in the way that their team works, a better balanced side. But Brisbane's playing for their season. They're playing at home on a Thursday night. How much of their factor that is, that's what that's what you need to decide. I just think Parramatta have showed glimpses of where they're at and what they can do. And I think Broncos are probably showing where they sit. They they got ahead of themselves thinking that they were going to win the comp through you know, <laughs> winning games in the middle of the season and top four and all this sort of stuff. And I... I just couldn't believe it at the time. And I think they're back where they probably, you know, where they are. You, 
the leap that they expected themselves to make in one year, it just wasn't going to happen overnight. And Reynolds has made a massive difference, but it doesn't just happen overnight trying to go from where they've been to winning a comp. So the big one is, are Broncos going to be able to live for the back end of this season and find a way to win? Or is it Eels class going to going to, um, going to hold out? So I, I've gone with Eels, um, but I also wouldn't be having a punting play this week on that, on that match because I, I, it's more a curiosity than anything. Mm. And on the flip side, going off the back of last week's game, you'd been saying for a while, even through Melbourne's slump, that you still thought they were the real deal. And, you know, whether that was Brisbane just being ordinary last week or not, that was pretty bloody emphatic performance from them. Sam, Panthers and Warriors, Blue Bet Stadium in Penrith, uh, Friday night at 6 o'clock. Now, very one-sided affair this. So let's talk lines. Penrith a negative 29.5 start. Which way would you be leaning there with regarding the start? <laughs> Uh, it's a big start, isn't it? Uh, I actually think that they'll cover it. I think, I think, anything, I think that anything could happen here. The the Panthers playing at home, and the one thing about Penrith is they have options all over the park. So if there's a chink in in the armory there of the Warriors at any point, which there will be, uh, the Panthers will probably find it. So you gotta look. You can probably play some try scores around the ruck as well with Coruscant finding some. Some um some holes and putting some of these you know, middle forwards for uh, for the Panthers through, but yeah, look, have a crack at some some um some plays, some try scorers, some multiple try scorers, some hundred plus. You you do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, the only one to be wary of there with forward try scorers, I reckon you've got a few key rest candidates about 55, 60 minutes in, and that's Viliami, Kikau, Api, Corusau, and Isaiah Yo, who are every chance at going to the bench after about 55, 60 if they get out to They a won't score. need 55 or 60. They won't need that long to score <laughs> a try. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the flip. So if they're up 50 nil after 50 minutes, we'll <laughs> um, I hope we're eating our words. Actually, I don't hope we're eating our words because nearly everyone my bets has got Penrith in this one. Um, Sam... Game of the round, absolute cracker. Storm versus Roosters down at Amy Park in Melbourne, Friday at seven fifty-five PM. Uh, market has Melbourne as you know strong enough favourites with a four and a half start. Who do you like in this one, head to head? Yeah, look, this is the yardstick for both sides to see where they're at. I think um, I've I've gone with the Storms left edge to score a couple of tries, so I'll stick with them to win. But once again, I'm not overly confident either way. The Roosters. A few weeks ago, I said that I wouldn't write them off because I like their coach and their team and the experience they've got and they're building towards the back end of the season. So I most certainly wouldn't be be writing them off or having too much of a play with the head-to-head here. But just the storm at home and, and building nicely, I've gone with them to knock them off. Belter of a game. Uh, down to the nation's capital, Raiders versus Seagulls, 3pm at GIO Stadium on Saturday. Now, you touched on anything the Raiders will win. If we're talking lines, Raiders have a negative 14.5 line to face. Do you think they'll cover that line? Tough one. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think they will. I, I don't think the Raiders have been the sort of side that have blown a team off, off the park for a little while. I think they're a team that they do play with a lot of heart and they play for each other and they're being finding ways to win on the back of that without being extremely, you know, I don't think their set plays and everything are, are humming, but they've got some individual brilliance and they've got players like Jack White and who just find a way to score a try. Um, he scored the match winner there on the weekend and that was through effort and, and being able to back up the big forwards through the middle. And I just think that 
to be able to blow a side away, you probably need to be humming a little bit more. And yeah, I just think it depends on how that Thursday night game goes with the Broncos and the Eels. If the Broncos happen to lose and the Eels put some points on, the Raiders, with a, with a decent win, can actually jump into that top eight. So that game probably has a bit to do with how the Raiders play their game. They need to score some points and maybe that's where the line comes into. But first and foremost, they need to win. So Look, it's going to be interesting, the style of football, the way the Raiders play, if they look to score heaps of points or they just worry about getting the win first and then trying to blow them away. But 14 points with a side like uh, with a side with Kieran Foran and um, Daly Cherry Evans, I think, is a little bit long. In saying that, I think the Raiders win. Very good. Uh, if you do like a live punt, we've got you up here right now. US Major League Baseball, regular season round, season 22. The San Diego Padres out to $67 in live betting against the Cleveland Guardians. They're at $1.0001. Uh, I reckon the Padres have a, a strong late last term in them, and I reckon they could come home there. So if you're after a bit of value, load up on the Padres. Sam, Bunnies versus Cowboys. Acor Stadium in Sydney, Saturday 7th. I've skipped a game. Got caught up in my baseball. Sharks versus Bulldogs. Points bet Stadium in Sydney, 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. Sharky's very strong favourites here. The line is twenty negative twenty two and a half. Do you think they cover that line, or do you pick the Bulldogs? No, I don't. I don't pick the Bulldogs. I think um, <laughs> that's probably about about right for that line. Um, I think the Sharks are too good. To be honest, I'm probably going the Sharks to cover that line as well. The Dogs, once again, not much to play for, and the Sharks a lot to play for. And trying to trying to start now to really um, put some big exclamation points down on their season, and I think they cover it playing at home. Very good. Uh, moving on to what will also be a, a nice game here. You've touched on it already, <clears throat> I think, in your lock of the week. But uh, the Bunnies and the Cowboys in Sydney Saturday night. Bunnies, you've tipped the Bunnies in that one, so let's move on. Uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock, continue to dis- Sunday continues to dish out stellar games of footy. I'll get in early before Sam blows up. Tigers and Dragons, 2 p.m., Combank Stadium. Uh, I think I know which way you'll lean here. You've already said Dragons, I think, but negative nine and a half start. That looks all right for the Dragons to cover, or am I wrong? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go the Dragons covering it. I think they still do. I, I, as I said earlier, some of those efforts for the Tigers look like they just didn't want to be there last week. So unless there's an extremely big uh, shift of uh, motivation this week for the Tigers, I don't know where they find the motivation, maybe playing at home. Um, I, I think the Dragons win and they win comfortably. Husey, what does your line say for that game? For that game, the West Tigers versus St. George, I've got St. George a 10.5-point favourite. So, it's, yeah, it's a slight lean towards St. George, definitely. There you go. Uh, and to wrap up the game, the round, another blockbuster, Titans versus Knights on the Gold Coast, 4.05pm. Uh, Titans favourites in this one with a 6.5 start. Who do you like here, Sam? Yeah, look, it's uh, one of those games. The lock of the week's probably me turning the game off 10 minutes into it. Um, <laughs> it's, a, um, it's this time of the year where these sort of games, they're very hard to get up for. Individually, some players are playing for contracts and uh, and that sort of stuff. Um, if you're a fan of the team, obviously you're gonna you're still going to want to win and, and watch the game. But, um, yeah, I'll probably lean towards the Titans playing at home. Um, I know Hughes is gone with the Knights. That that could happen as well. It's a um, it's a bit of a bit of a lottery which teams show up to play. But at this time of the year, when you're playing at home, that's probably just enough to be able to tip you over. So the Titans to win that one. For the first time this season, I'm going to go against your lock of the the week because I don't think you're going to turn the game on at all. 
Yeah, I might have to watch some highlights during the week, punters. <laughs> uh, guys, for super coaches out there, if you are keen to extend your fantasy season, the SC Playbook crew are getting involved in the Bundy NRL Mixer. Combined to the NRL and the NRLW competitions all the way through to the end of the NRL and NRLW finals. A bit of extra fantasy for us to finish off the season, which is always a bonus. Uh, the league code for SC Playbook, jump into it, is 467-L-O-H-X-B. Try and remember that one. Hopefully you wrote it down. Uh, guys, the SC Playbook special, special this week. Nailed it last week with Sammy Walker 18 plus points at $4. This week, we're... Sticking to that Penrith left edge. We've got the left edge of Jerome Luai, Viliami Kikau, Isaac Tungo, and Taylor May to combine for four tries at $3.50. Now, we could have got $5 for five tries, uh, maybe pushing a little bit there. So we went with four four tries for $3.50. Uh, so that one is up on site if you wanted to follow along with the SC Playbook special. Fellas, let's wrap that up for round 24. Sam, thank you as always. Yeah, thanks, boys. Another good episode. Uh, good luck to all those punters out there. Hopefully you can have a, another fill-up and um, we'll go again next week. Good stuff, mate. And Husey, cheers. Cheers. Always a pleasure, boys. Thanks. Righty, guys. Thanks for tuning in.